Welcome to Dark Side of the Moon. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Toohey. We got Karen Mack in the back. This is Dark Side of the Moon. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. All right, Noel, we're back. And it's been a while since we've done Dark Side of the Moon. It is a while. It's so celebratory that we even have a, my neighbors outside serenading us with some fucking lovely country yeah. western music. Which is very helpful. <laughs> beautiful timing, beautiful yeah. timing. But no, since we, we were away, we were doing a lot of Invasion of the Poly Snatchers over the last uh, month or so. And um, we had our history of horror. We did our Shocktoberfest season. We did like, I think we, I think it was in total 16 episodes, 25 movies, 14 Poly Snatchers. We did two crossovers. Um, but in the meantime we're busy boys busy busy boys but in the meantime Dark Side of the Moon was a little bit uh, uh, neglected the neglected uh, it was the middle child yeah and um, I know um, one of the last episode of Poly Snatchers I mentioned that we're going to give Poly Snatchers a break and concentrate on Dark Side of the Moon which we're not actually going to do that now we're just going to return back to our old mm-hmm. schedule we like to tell lies yeah pretty much uh, it's just that Poly Snatchers did pretty fucking well last month so. yeah yeah <laughs> you know and I, mean? I, I like the way the lying <laughs> makes me feel yeah <laughs> but um, yeah we were just like we're going to take a little break and then we're like we looked at our numbers and we're like maybe we shouldn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble brag, but whatever. It's my birthday. Suck my nads. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Noel, uh, while we were away, we decided to... We said we're going to do a little quick catch-up episode. And what came up uh, came out while we were away doing horror and a shit ton of horror that was uh, Shang-Chi came out in September. Correct. And um, during September and part of October, the on Disney+, Plus, the Marvel animated TV series What If also came out. So to cover uh, ground quickly, because we've got a big busy slate coming up for the rest of the year, we decided we're going to do a little bit of a catch-up We're going to riff. We're going to riff. A little bit jazz. Skip it a bop So um, we decided that uh, we're going to split this episode in half. Um, the first half, we're going to talk about Shang-Chi. And then we're going to go to a break. And then the second half, we're going to talk about what if, just so we can catch up. Because we have Eternals on the horizon and we don't want to be playing catch-up for the next few weeks. Yes. And poor fucking Carl has edited enough. And I'm sure he's sick to the he's, dev here in our voice. Busy boy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. Jesus <laughs> Christ, he hears, he hears us and he's asleep, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I do like to sneak into his home at night. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a different story. Oh, it's yeah, exactly. It's a different that's story. That's what I meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, and with the night raids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's where they call me Night Terror Green, right? <laughs> but, um, so no, uh, like it's been a month since we've seen this. So like, forgive us if anyone's listening to this and this movie's not as fresh in my head anyway as it normally would be when we're talking about a subject matter because Shang Chi is um, got that forty five day uh, ban, unlike Black Widow because obviously they got sued. Uh, Shang Chi didn't go day. Uh, what did they call it? Day and day release where it releases in the cinema and at the same time it releases on the streaming platform. Yes. But that didn't happen with Shang-Chi because obviously something to do with the legal uh, issues with Scar- Scarlett Johansson, everybody knows about, with Black Widow. But also because Disney are chumming the waters now. They want to see if people are ready to go to the theaters. Yes. And Shang-Chi... It being, is a slightly experimental phase. Exactly, yeah. And Shang-Chi being one of their smaller properties, quite similar to a Black Widow. No offense to Shang-Chi or Black Widow, but... Oh, terms, it wasn't... They didn't have the yeah, Spider-Man, exactly. Batman... So they didn't have exactly. that more, right? Yeah. And before you're going to let Spider-Man swim in the water, you want to test, see what's going on in that water. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they released Black Widow day in, day, um, day out. So that was one way of testing, and they got sued over it. 
and Shang-Chi is now the other way of testing. Okay, let's do a, a limited uh, release where we're going to have 45, we're going to release it in the cinemas and it's going to run for its uh, initial run. And after that, we're going to have a 45 day window before it can release on Disney Plus. So you're pretty much saying to everyone, it's exclusively in the theaters. So now you're testing, what is the movie industry really like? What is the box office going to look like? And you mentioned, we've no cheat sheets because we've been so fucking busy, but you mentioned they did 400 plus million. 423, so, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 423 million. So in a post-pandemic era. It's billions. Yeah, exactly. To me, like, I'm sorry, yeah. it's huge numbers. Well, huge well, it's numbers. probably like, a, look at the Shang-Chi before the pandemic, I think it would have been six yeah. or 700. But I wasn't sure Guardians yeah. had got it. Because, you know, again, I, I like... You know, 10, 12 years ago, when we only had lesser properties, I was like, yeah, Iron Man will make a killing. Yeah. They're going to have to make a Captain America film, which, they, uh, you know, because he was one of the, he was after a few of the other main characters. And yeah. I was like, then they're going to probably have a slump, and they didn't. Yeah. Marvel now are gold. And yeah. Shang-Chi, yeah, so it was a great character. Box office gold. Box. Uh, quality sometimes is a Yeah, bit quality can vary, but that's that's movies. Yeah, when you have 24 movies as well. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. You'll run the gambit. It's like 24 episodes of a season. Of anything. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. going to have a couple of movies that feel a little bit more like filler than others. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, um, and it was... And I just couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. It was just such a fun movie. Yeah, and it was very different because, like, you had all the Asian mythology wrapped up in it, the Chinese kind of um, iconography. The the when he goes into, um, I'm not sure. I said, it, forgive me, it's not as fresh. But Joan, he meets his mother's people. Yeah, he goes he's trying to invade all, their village. Yeah, their mystic, whatever, yeah, no, that yeah. mystic village or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But like when he goes there and you see all these creatures, they're obviously all, all well rooted in Chinese lore, except yeah. for that one that was clearly ripped off from Pokemon, the fox with the four or five. Tales. Yeah, yeah. We see what you do, Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> you're trying to Naruto. Us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't think we were watching, but we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's I, playing Galaga. <laughs> you know what? Like what this film didn't feel like, even though it technically was, was an origin story. Yeah, he, they, they 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 dropped us in, and Sean, uh, who is Shang, um, yeah, had. He had his martial arts skill. He had run away from home. Shit he alias, say, by the way. What? Shit, Shit alias. Oh, you want, well, at least they touch upon it. Yeah. You're never shang and he changed it to Sean. Yeah, like, like Michael and changed it to Merkel. Yeah, 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 Aquafina's yeah. incredible in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah she's she so is. Funny. She's, she's constantly comic relief, but still... You'd watch her all day. Yeah, so you'd funny. watch her all day, but she still, she still like had that levity of a good friend. Yeah. You know, she never lost that inside yeah, yeah. of the, the the kind of the the, the, the sarcasm and, and, and inside of the jokes. The never whole, lost that. The whole thing is, he's this guy that's destined for greatness. It's a massive destiny, and he needs someone that's really rounded. And she thought she was protecting him. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. they even tell the story to their friends in in the mm. pub, and uh, you know about how they first met, and they and. Uh, yeah, and it'd be like me and you. I'm like, hey, dude, uh, the secret organization reached out to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. They said uh, I'm the chosen one. You'd be like, mm, best not go there, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how people get sacrificed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it always starts with this story. Secret organization, mm, don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't need to hear the rest of it. Secret organization yeah. was enough. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Um, but I, I, again, it did not feel like this is how origin films should be done. Like, yeah. dr like they did it with Spider Man, but it's different because Spider Man, we were sick to our teeth. So we refused it. Yeah. But Shang-Chi was the first. Stop uh, killing Ben Parker. Yeah, stop killing Ben Parker. And. Uh, Park Ben Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> but then we had this, and it never felt like an origin. It was literally just the ascension of Shang-Chi, yeah. I suppose, because by the end of the film, he's a totally different beast. It's kind of a sense of. Uh, tell me a story you've told me before, but tell me in a different way. Mm. It's kind of because everybody knows origin stories. Everybody knows the formula. And like you had um, directors like. Um, it wasn't Denny Villeneuve, but a director came out recently. Was it maybe Denny Villeneuve? But I'm sure. But uh, 
Yeah, because yeah, was Denny Villeneuve, and he said Marvel movies are often copy and paste. A cook, copy and paste. Their formula is quite similar. Each a movie in, movie out. You know, and, yeah. uh, and everyone's seeking a life less ordinary. Yeah, and everyone you know. turned around and said, "Dude, you're making a fucking remake. Chill the fuck out." Which yeah. I saw today, incredible movie, but. Yeah, maybe you should be saying that. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Of all the people, like, maybe, well done, but back yeah, off. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, yeah. Do you know that thing you're doing? Yeah. Well, a guy already wrote that for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. You're literally copying and pasting to the screen, mm. but whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, um, that's what he said. Like, a lot of Marvel movies are quite formulaic, and the origin stories are, and a lot of people complain because you have your introduction, you have your your pretty much just ordinary person in air quotes going reaching out to this extraordinary heights, and then you obviously have some sort of organization that are trying to stop them from reaching or destiny, uh, destiny or whatever yeah. and that's like 30% of the origin stories in existence yes not just Marvel but that's just yeah. but like the problem and what Marvel are doing now is they're like oh shit like as you said what they did with Spider-Man everybody knows Ben Parker got killed yes everybody knows we're, we're there we're here we're yeah, here exactly we're it's here, like yeah. everybody knows Bruce Wayne's family got killed Thomas Wayne and that's why you had Wolverine had the adamantium added yeah, to exactly. Bruce Wayne's parents were killed last son of Krypton yeah. we know yeah and everybody in DC is called Martha and um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you don't have superhero if, you, if you, yeah, you're yeah. up there X chromosome persuasion and don't have superpowers hello Marta <laughs> <laughs> hello Marta my old friend <laughs> but um, yeah so this when you're like as you said with Spider-Man you have a certain thing where you, they now look and go okay we're going to tell you an origin story if the origin is already in the zeitgeist and it's well known we're just going to leave that there and we're just going to pick up from chapter yes. 2 you know what I mean that's it yeah, yeah. pick up when it starts running exactly when it yeah. starts running so like with Shang-Chi there's kind of like you don't know his origin story but we're not going to get bogged down in it because we want to talk to you about they his touch upon it as he grows exactly and, that's and they do, do that it. really mm. really well mm. I want the, what I want to touch on is that they, they fix the Mandarin storyline Played by Tony Leung, I think, this one. Sorry, I'm going to check it because I think I got his name right, but it might be pronounced incorrectly. But, like, they actually kind of they, they fixed that a bit. I thought that was great. I thought Tony Abomination's cameo, I thought that was great because they, they kind of, like, slipped, slipped him back into the yeah. zeitgeist. Um, I thought that was done really well. But uh, the, the entire film, like, it's hard to deconstruct for me in one way because all I can remember is just, I've only seen it once and I was wildly entertained. Yeah. I was wildly And that's what you want from a superhero movie. That's what you want. Especially from a, a Marvel movie. It's hard to break, you know, it's yeah. hard to break that. It was just so wildly entertaining. Uh, yeah. It even had some, I, like, I almost felt, the, the bus scene felt like a nod to Jackie Chan. Yeah. Because it was, he was great, like, at using his environment. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, fighting Jackie Chan in a ladder factory. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, sipping in between, you know. The, yeah, the, kind of similar to Amazing Spider-Man when he gets stuck to the bars. Yes. You know, that, and do, like, there's all these, like, hobo dudes and they're with, like, a, a perfect 10. And I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't compute for that me that doesn't compute yeah they look like the kind of guys that would rape that chick not hang out with that chick you know what I mean like, but um, yeah no I love that about it as well but like as you touched on a second ago and then they don't want to jump past it was like a massive error Marvel made was when Shane Black oh there's a surprise Shane Black making a bad movie but Shane Black made an absolute atrocity of a movie called Iron Man 3 and it wasn't even just the movie itself that was such an atrocity even though like him adapting more and Ellis' extremist storyline in such a poor attempt to doing it was uh, such a bad use of resources something we talk about but the major issue everybody had with Iron Man 3 was the big villain, the antagonist in Iron Man 3 was supposed to be the Mandarin, yeah. played by Sir Ben Kingsley. And he um, was Iron Man's Lex Luthor. Yeah. He didn't have the <coughs> prestige of it, but he was. Yeah, because remember something we talked about before, it was supposed to be the pinnacle of technology against the pinnacle of mysticism. Yes. And that's where the two of them always crossed, and that's yeah. what I loved about the, the juxtaposition of the power set. But they also... Um, do you need to go... Ladder just <laughs> this fucking guy Sorry. 11 minutes in Carl and oh. this guy's going for a piss already Sorry. I can see the pain etched on his face it was in my willy <laughs> oh I know it wasn't just in my bladder anymore. It's he's spouting
Yeah, so like in Iron Man 3, like, uh, as I said, they had Sir Ben Kingsley playing the Mandarin. And in the, the marketing campaign for Iron Man 3, they built it up like he was going to be this genius, uh, as like uh, Isaiah, um, what's his name, Elijah Crane talks about in, not Elijah Crane, sorry, uh, Elijah Price talks about in Mr. Glass. Um, he talks about how you have a soldier villain and then you have a, like a more cerebral villain and they're the ones that are obviously more threatening. He's kind of like alluding to himself and later on we see the soldier villain, yeah. which is obviously the beast played by James McAvoy. Yeah. The muscle. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then when we look at this, like the thing that Iron Man always had is something like uh, Batman always had was, well, even though Batman's a better fighter than Iron Man, Iron Man always had the brains and the brawn. Like he's obviously able to outthink you in a fight, yeah. but he's obviously able to outthink he's you. In the, yeah, he's in the thick of it as well. Yeah, exactly. He, he can get in a fight, but he obviously can out, he'll outthink in his strategy as well like you know and the perfect uh, antithesis of him the perfect juxtaposition of him was someone that could control the mystic arts but obviously could uh, think like Iron Man think to the level of Iron Man and that's what the Mandarin was and that's the way they portrayed it's like we modernised the Mandarin he's now no longer from Asia he's no longer Chinese he's now a Middle Eastern because we've seen that uh, alluded to the Ten Rings it was over in Afghanistan or something where Iron Man got attacked in the original Iron Man. So this was supposed to be the culmination of that story. The Ten Rings were initially introduced there. And everyone's like, hey, it's kind of weird seeing Ben Kingsley play a Middle Eastern dude. But okay, if anyone can yeah. do Ben Kingsley can. And like you're watching the movie and it's the biggest fake out ever. He ends up being a British actor called yeah, Trevor he's watching, he's watching Premier League football. Yeah, and exactly. And then um, you find out Guy Pearce is the Mandarin that he so he says, but... And then, like, uh, Guy Pearce ends up being the big villain in that movie. And uh, everyone's like, what the fuck? And rightly so, yeah. everyone's like... Like, a fake-out can be a fake out can be done well, yeah. man. I thought Hereditary did the fake-out really well. And all we're going, I'm talking about a horror movie, but they, they built up a character that didn't turn out. They didn't yeah. even survive the, the opening 20 minutes of it yeah. and all this kind of jazz. It lost uh, her head pretty quickly. Lost her head pretty quickly. Yeah. And, uh, but, like, that's a fake-out done well. Yeah. That's a, but this was a cop-out. Yeah. And there can be a thin line. He came up a, with the idea when he was going to the Jacks when middle writing. And that's literally how he came up with the idea. That's yeah. Shane Black. That's Shane Black for you. Like, people still let him make movies. Yeah. Like, should have given it to Rob Zombie. <laughs> I'd actually, I'd, man, as I said about Rob Zombie, I hate him, but he's unapologetically Rob Zombie, and I can yeah. applaud him for that. He makes the movie he's trying to make. It's yeah. not his fault they're all Yeah, trash. he never reeks of studio <laughs> interference exactly. or anything like, like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, when you're watching a Rob Zombie movie, you know you're watching a yeah. Rob Zombie That's movie. That's on you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? And it is a dumpster fire most of the time, but it's a Rob Zombie dumpster fire. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. and, and that's what I like about him in a sense, even though I don't like his movies. But with Shane Black, though, he tries to be this like, oh, I'm so smart. Look what I can do. And he, he's one of these guys that admires his work as well. And the work always suffers. This is something we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Now, when people tend to sit back and admire the work, the narrative suffers. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look how clever I'm off the Mandarin's not the Mandarin. This is the kind of thing you come up with when you get high in the shower or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, off the Mandarin's not the Mandarin. What no, is the British you, actor? You don't you know? cheapen. Yeah. Like, go a different direction, but don't cheapen it's it. Like, like, you'd be like you saying, know. what, Flex Luthor's a British actor. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, you're talking uh, A level tier villain here like you know what I mean yeah. you're not you're talking about like some fucking sea level character that you can throw off to the wayside you're talking about this is as you said this is uh, Tony Stark's Lex Luthor it's like the way it's Peter Parker's is uh, oh, yeah. Norman Os Osborn and later Harry Osborn there he's too like he's like Batman Joker yeah that's supposed to be his A level guy that's the end trilogy guy you know what I mean like and to fucking do that where you go oh by the way this is this and this and he's an actor ah, I'm amazing no 
Like, I know, I like rightly so. Everybody were like, What the fuck? Oh, I think I actually said, What the fuck? Yeah, man, it took me 10 minutes to go get back in the movie. And I was like, Literally, I looked around the entire cinema and I was like, Did I just have a stroke? Yeah, I was like, Am I hallucinating this? Like, what's going on here? Why isn't everybody extremely angry like I am right now? Yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? And I then, like, exactly the same. Yeah, and then, like, I was like, Realized, oh, I was just in the, sitting in the cinema with the wrong people because everyone was super angry about it afterwards, yeah. you know. And ever since about 2011 or 2012, because this was on the back of Age of Ultron, I think it was. Yeah. But ever since then, um, uh, no, actually, it was on the back of the uh, first Avengers movie. Was it? it was already yeah, and he, yeah, and because uh, I think it was the first solo movie to do a billion or near a billion because it was on the back of Avengers and all that hype it built up, you know. Yeah. And it was the culmination of the Iron Man trilogy. Um, everyone was like, oh, but last time I see Tony Stark, well, about uh, yeah, about that, about that. <laughs> yeah. But um, so like everyone was, it was, it was completely built up, and since two thousand and eleven ish, all right. Marvel have been trying to correct this error and that's yes. 10 years in the making so in the meantime they released a one shot they used to do these one shots and um, they used to be like a 5 or 8 minute long movie and they would have a self-contained story and it would often be in between major Marvel events like they had one called The Conversation or the guys talking about Thor's Hammer that landed in New Mexico and stuff like this and um, so in the one shot Trevor Slattery's in prison and he's talking about some guy comes over and says, oh, the Mandarin's looking for you. Wasn't why is he using his name and all this shit? And then some people break into the prison and steal him or some shit as far as I remember. Like, and so that's Marvel pretty much saying like, oh, no, the, this wasn't the Mandarin. The, he was only using his name. This was Marvel's real apology, an apology letter to the yeah. fan base. And that's one thing you can say about Marvel is they're like, OK, our bad. We made a mistake. And straight away they thought about writing it. And because... And then you have 10 years of this being in the in the making now. The Mandarin actually arriving in the MCU, the real Mandarin, played by Tony Leung. And this time, instead of him being an Iron Man villain because Iron Man's story arc has ran through yeah. to the end of Endgame, everyone's seen it. I'm inevitable. I am Iron Man click. And then we have, you know, the big bang of Marvel Universe pretty much, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we've got, we got a brand new world now. And Shang-Chi now is going to take um, the, uh, the Mandarin as his main villain in his origin story. And what did you make of... Tony Leung's cast and what did you make of uh, the Mandarin being transplanted as a Shang-Chi villain it worked. an Iron villain yeah no it worked and it corrected the course and he had all of a sudden he had levity he was the leader of an organisation he had gravitas yeah. and he kind of had like an allure and a darkness to him and everything that the Mandarin kind of should have had yeah. And they really did it present. quite, and it, it felt quite effortless. And you have to understand that that's not what the film was about. The film wasn't about correcting what they did in Iron Man Three. Yeah. They just managed to work it in there. Yeah, and they did it really, really fucking because well. nobody interweaves things better than Marvel. Nobody interweaves <laughs> yeah. things better than Marvel. No, it was God tier. Yeah, but I, that same, I remember just sitting there, and he was, you know, the, he's he's he says, "I've been called many things in my lifetime, the Mandarin." Yeah. you know and I was just like and I, honest to god that was kind of all I needed Yeah, I just needed like yeah do you, right, this really powerful kind of do you uh, think Shang-Chi benefits because it's like a blessing in disguise where because Mandarin is not being already used and Shang-Chi is a much lesser known uh, yeah. superhero now you can attach him to the Mandarin yes in the, in the fullness of time yeah. it was it was definitely it was a definitely, blessing in disguise yeah of again. course because now we're going to go see the Mandarin as much as we're going to see Shang-Chi yeah. you know what I mean like because like I don't know very much about Shang-Chi like, and I said that oh you're the same I'm a big comic reader and I've read a lot mm. of Shang-Chi comics big in the 70s the wasn't he the Kung Fu yeah, era yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but at the same time he was just a master of martial arts he wasn't quite as cool as Spider-Man or anything like that yeah. not quite as uh, um, 
built up or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just one of those things, like, you know. And the Marvel, you've seen it, they're when your contemporaries of heroes are, is so crazy. Yeah, anyway, when your contemporaries you know? are the X Men, Spider Man, yeah, yeah, Captain exactly. America, like uh, fucking Logan and the Wolverine, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, good, and especially you're good at martial arts, like, yeah. insanely good. Yeah. But so, but is, so, is, so is Daredevil. So is Daredevil, and you know. Daredevil's I mean? much more compelling. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Cause, and there's superpower around yeah. it. But uh, no, I thought they did, I thought they corrected the course of that really, really well without getting bogged down in it. Yeah. It wasn't what the film was about. The film is still this like really cool story about, I guess, family and Chinese mythology and Chinese mythology, yeah. which I I don't even know how to delve into. It was done. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to claim to yeah, understand yeah, exactly. it. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up with the it's stories. Not like we can go like, oh yeah, well in seven BC the Qing Dynasty, and that wasn't yeah, accurate. Yeah, we can't exactly, say that. Yeah. So it's like we like Thor. We know exactly. It's like something I said to you before. Is if it looks real, it is real. Yes. You know what I mean? Like and, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was in Sunshine or something like that back in the yeah. day. Like memory bank <laughs> but like I think that's the kind of thing like someone like an outsider like me or you looking at Chinese lore and Chinese mythology and we don't know a lot about it and if it looks fleshed out and looks real and looks textured and looks awe-inspiring into us yeah that's accurate that's real because we don't really know and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, Chinese uh, scholars and stuff that are probably like this is shit this is bullshit blah 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 you know what I mean but like to us as I said to you if it looks real it is real and they made the, the Chinese mythology and the stuff that we don't really know about but it made it seem and look real to us and if you can do that to someone who doesn't know the mythology and it seems real then like it, to me that's a success you know what I mean like yeah. because I have no basis and I know somebody uh, so there's obviously inaccuracies like you know what I mean but like uh, if I have no basis and this world seems real and I can kind of understand it and even though I have very little knowledge about it I think like they did a great job because that's how you ingratiate a much wider audience instead of just like you know I was like oh yeah 12 dudes that stuttered uh, studied the four dynasties in China or whatever yeah. they really got the mythology by like we made 7 euro at the box office yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. people are all willing to learn and enjoy but enjoy becomes is nine tenths of the yeah. law yeah you, know? you have to be able to sell it to us in this beautiful entertaining package and that's what Marvel did like oh you know? yeah because like when you as I touched an area with the village when you get to see that village for the first time you're like oh my god it's oh. like Avatar you I know really I mean? was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you're stepping inside a Pokemon or something like, yeah, you know what I mean it was like, absolutely yeah insane. even that one that looked exactly like a Pokemon like you know what I mean <laughs> I'm coming for you <laughs> seems like they caught them all yeah <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, also the comedy. I thought the comedy aspects of this film mm. were really, really, really well fleshed out. It, it kind of like, and even when it, it jumped from like being from something quite heavy to something quite funny, and 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 sometimes at the same time, because yeah. there's somebody like reacting to something really so heavy, many moving parts. As well. Yeah, there's so many moving parts that it just seemed to be quite seamless. Yeah, and you're just thinking, well, that's just good storytelling. Marvel do that really well though. They're like so sometimes they can be a fault for having too much levities, but like every now and again, like when there's a bad situation, you have an Aquafina come in and drop a little that one liner, yeah. and it's, it makes everyone laugh. And it's like it's kind of like oh, all right, no, maybe everything's well, not so I, heavy, even you know, when like, they're on the plane. He's like, then one night I was giving my first like assassination job, and it was like, uh, was it like chicken or vegetable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, nice, yeah, nicely yeah, done, yeah, yeah. you know, nicely. And when there's fucking with you like that, you can just enjoy it. And again, I know this had like huge set pieces but I yeah. thought that the, the fight on the bus yeah I thought it was just so well choreographed yeah and like, what what did you make uh, actually I really like uh, that's in the, is that in the intro where he's like what what what's your name or something and he does the kind of or that's from the trailer yeah it? yeah I love that in the trailer where he kind of takes the martial arts pose and in the name Shang-Chi just drapes across the screen like that's fucking awesome yeah and I was like I'll go see that too. <laughs> like, but what did you make of uh, Wu's appearance by Benedict Wong um, don't let him on a spaceship and um, uh, 
the abomination and oh. in like a cage fight in fucking ring like or something yeah 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 what did you make of- i love where he goes that really hurt and then uh do you want to see how much that hurts and he goes to punch him and he creates one of those portals as they do and yeah. abomination knocks himself yeah, out. and i love the fact that abomination they they, they, they kind of reintroduced him into into the the world in a post uh who played uh who played Hulk? Tim, uh, Edward Norton. Yeah, and Tim, uh, Tim Roth plays um, Abomination. Yeah, and I love the fact that just brought him back in and I'll find it quite. A, this is the thing; I did it in just kind of a passive way, but it was enough for me to kind of go cool. Yeah, Abomination can show up now. Yeah. I, that's fine. I don't like the way he seems to be a good guy. Now. I think I don't know if he's been Abomination for so long that it's kind of like the Hulk, where he's like got control of the anger. I don't want that though. Yeah, I like, but see, that's the thing. Who's to say what they're going to do? With I it? want Abomination to be locked up and in that out. He's like breaking case of emergency. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. pretty much like even he's so bad that even the bad guys won't use them until yeah, yeah, because there's no control in them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. It's the kind of thing like it's like it's not like a missile that you launch. It's more like you're after drawing a cluster bomb. Yeah. And you're just hoping that you're hitting shit yeah. and you're hoping that you don't blow yourself up at the same time. That's what I think Abomination should be. Yeah. That like literally like I'm going to keep you there we're going to feed you we're going to keep you alive and then it's kind of like you press button everybody evacuate the facility because he's about to explode through the fucking ground yeah. and he's in the middle of New York or something you know what I mean like but it's hard, depends, like I mean again it all comes down to storytelling mm-hmm. we could see how to use him they gave him a minute or so screen time and you're right he looked like a dog though he, it's like he was Wong's pet, Wu's pet or something. Yeah, because he went. He ended Wong. up leaving like, Wong? Wong, Wong. I think. Yeah. yeah, he ends up leaving with him. Kind of like you know, they came. They had their bit of a spar, and they got on. With yeah, him, like, I'm like, I think Wong did well to survive the punch. I was like, he just got punched by Hulk's yeah. nemesis. Yeah, but he probably had some sort of shielding. Magic yeah, shielding, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Magic does lend that to you. Yeah, and don't it? forget, yeah. like he's been. A, I know he's not. He's been a sorcerer much longer than even Doctor Strange. Like yeah. you know what I mean? So his control. He's done well, hasn't he? Because he was kind. Of, he was kind of tertiary. Yeah, and now he's like a well-established kind of yeah. character well because like, in Doctor Strange you had uh, Tilda Swinton and you had Chai before and um, boom and um, you had them playing the kind of secondary leads and um, when you remove them turning Chai before into the villain after Mads Mikkelsen goes out of the picture yeah. until Tilda Swinton dies you really only have one left over really so yeah. he immediately becomes the elevator yeah, yeah, like, and then he's psychic you yeah, know what I mean yeah, like, exactly and he's a brilliant yeah. psychic he plays off um, him and um uh, Benedict Cumberbatch they play off each other brilliantly like, do, you know what yeah. I mean like, I think he might actually be British in real life Benedict Wong I'm I think sure. I've seen him in uh, an episode of IT Crowd or something like that mm. uh, yeah yeah he is yeah just don't let him near a spaceship yeah just don't let him near a spaceship yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's it that's Every, the only like, he's in Sunshine and Prometheus but ended horrifically like if you want your crew to survive don't yeah, let Benedict yeah, he's Wong not, he's, go not the to, he's not the way to yeah, go he's a great sorcerer don't let him on spaceship that's all I have to say about Benedict Wong <laughs> But um, what did you think? Because um, like uh, we're going to kind of run through this much quicker than we normally would. But what would you think? What did you think of the? We touched on the set pieces, the bus scene, which is really fucking cool. As you said, like very like Jackie yeah. Chan, use his environment the outside of the fighting arena thing. That yeah, meets his sister. Yeah, and then you have the whole thing though, the uh, the major set piece at the end where the village is being attacked. That's huge. Yeah, and then you have like because I, I don't really remember as clearly as normal because normally I'd watch the movie the same day we yeah, record yeah, or something. Yeah, same. But um, you have the the dragons appear and all this shit and. What did you make of the big set piece? Because I thought, like, for a, a movie that was quite grounded a lot of the times, to have such a big set piece is uh, kind of risky as well. Uh, but it paid off. But this is what I mean. It's, it's yeah. very hard for me to deconstruct because I was just sitting there going, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Oh, now yeah. there's a dragon. Yeah, everything felt <laughs> so I was so riding the dragon. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I just felt. I was just like, it, it does speak to the inner child. I'm just going to say, though, like, all right, and I don't want to insult any Asian people out there, but our dragons are way cooler. 
than your dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, our dragons just look more menacing. Right? Yeah, yeah, dragon off. Yeah, dragon off. <laughs> it's a drag walk, <laughs> drag show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was cool. And again, the, but he end, but they were actually building up Shang Chi to what he is now. He's a better martial artist. He's typed in. He's he tapped into. Mm. Excuse me, the mysticism of his own mother. Except he seems to be more water based. Well, she was earth based. Yeah. And uh, then he's got his hands on the ten rings when his father he's got his arms on. Yeah, them. his father trying to really thinking he's about to be reunited with his dead wife. Yeah, um, releases the the big bad. I always think it's funny when these big bads are waiting like five, six, seven thousand years or a million years. <laughs> what have you been doing? Yeah, I think to get out and they're out for like six minutes. And they love die. that shit. Yeah, and they die I always love that shit. Yeah, uh, you know it's in a lot of things in anime. It comes up a lot. You know, finally we have released Sorgoroth on the <laughs> world. You're like, yeah, if I have you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for six minutes. Yeah, for six minutes. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, <coughs> but uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was. All the thing is, if I if I was to break it down and really try and think critically about it, maybe I could say, was that not a bit this or was that not a bit this? Yeah. But I was, I seen it once and I was like, just giddy. Yeah, just, just say what you want. Our dragons are better than our dragons. Yeah, our dragons yeah. are better than our dragons. <laughs> well, you yeah. good at dragons. Put wings in the dragons, people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what could, you know, like, what could what's China possibly know about dragons? Well, what's propelling them? Yeah. What, how is he flying? He's got yeah. no wings. Yeah. <laughs> what's propelling him? Magic? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I understand if you put that dragon in the water and I can go, okay, like an eel. Yeah. Yeah, right? Okay, I don't understand, like a water snake. But if a dragon hasn't got any wings... How is he going through the air? Yeah. What's propelling him? He swims through the air, it seems. Yeah. yeah. That really annoys me. The answer is always, like, it reminds me of the Simpsons where uh, it was like, uh, it was a Halloween special and Xena Warrior Princess uh, shows up and saves Lisa and Bart and flies off and she's like, Xena can't fly. She goes, yeah, but I'm Lucy Lawless. And she goes, oh. Like, yeah, on, that, it's not an explanation yeah <laughs> yeah or anytime you see something like that a wizard did it <laughs> yeah, yeah like so like, I'm, I'm sure you can turn around and just go yeah magic magic yeah magic oh yeah, yeah of course but magic that just annoys me though like, yeah it can yeah. it can I want the, uh, my fantasy to be rooted in realism yeah so like if I see a dragon in Game of Thrones that dragon to me looks like a real creature like, I get, you know yeah, I mean? like, you, know, you what know what I mean? mean. Yeah, like it, it has I even can, just you see sometimes like when they breathe in, there's obviously just like compartment where the fire, where like the gaseous yeah. fire comes together and it's able to like exhale, and it just seems like wow, it's got biological components. Yeah, exactly. And I still have to like obviously stretch my imagination yeah, exactly. and allow for the fact but that dinosaurs it's are real. But di- yeah, you know what I mean. It's just, it, just it, you know, it's maybe it's just like it it, it it's it can stretch to like 15 inches, but you have to stretch it 18 inches. It's just a little bit too yeah, too far. Yeah, and now I. I yeah, but at the same time, that's the thing. I call, it's it's hard to just say were you entertained. Yeah, like you went to this, you went to seeing this. Did you get your money's worth? It was like hell yeah. Oh yeah, like, like it's a, it's a, if you want to say it like in terms of quality, it's like a seven out of ten movie. But in terms of entertainment, it's a ten out of ten. Oh, movie. it's a ten out of ten. You movie. know what I mean? Oh, because absolutely. I was like like you. I'm like why? Like oh my god, it's fucking yeah. archers! Oh my god, it's dragons! Ah, he's got no wings. How's he flying? <laughs> yeah. One of these days, I'm going to do an hour and a half of practice and also become a master archer. <laughs> you want hawk and eye, hawk eye in and out at the yeah. end of the day. It's like Hawkeye's like. Uh, I've been studying for 20 years yeah 20 yeah, years yeah, yeah you know I've been in uh, 260 combat situations <laughs> yeah. I became an Avenger I had my mind controlled I then survived that by a god by the way then I went on honed my skills even further and then I was brought back into the Avengers and I was able to conquer an alien race that came in to New York and then I was like okay my talents are so good that I can go into combat with anyone Aquafina's like well I didn't like 90, 90 yeah, minutes I don't, know, yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't know what to tell you dude like 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, well, archery? Look, not even looking. Not even looking. Yeah, not even yeah, looking. Yeah. And it just says Aquafine on the wall. Yeah, like like there's a couple of things that like as I said, it's a seven out of ten movie because like to be totally open minded shit like that, I kind of forgot Andrew brought it up, but that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> you know what of I mean? course. But that's yeah. what I mean. It's, it's it, you could deconstruct it, and maybe in the fullness of time you will. But like when you just still look back at it, it's kind of go wow. Yeah, they could have given her a spell or something though. Yeah, anything, yeah. especially when we have the floating we have dragons. The magic. Yeah, 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 it's like absolutely. if that dragon can fly without wings, I'll believe someone give her a powder to make her a better archer. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, to give you the eye of an eagle or some yeah, shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like and then that's how they give all their archers. You could even have it like they don't even train people, they just give them this fucking magic potion and yeah, everyone's a, um, an amazing warrior. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Because then because it was always and it did do like again the Iron Man because like the the Mandarin shows up with an army based solely on tech. Yeah, to take on an army based solely on mysticism and magic. Yeah, which so is strange for the Mandarin because he's well rooted in the world of mysticism. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose he was, he showed up with mysticism. Yeah. He himself. Yeah. But his army showed up with kind yeah. of the height of technology. So it was a bit of a mixing match. Uh, we didn't touch on Razor Fist either. He was an interesting. Razor Fist, who's he, that? That's the guy with the blade for an arm. Um, so he could go back. He was a he was a bad guy. He was like the I don't know a lieutenant yeah. or a general. Oh yeah. So he's army. like the, the major henchman, was yeah. he? Yeah. Remember I mean, he fights him on the bus, and he, and uh, and there's even a scene like we're not going to. Oh yeah. We're, we we have to fight these things together, and he he tries to chop one up, and you realize you need like you know their weaponry to work. He's like, okay, I think we need to work together. Yeah. Uh, in the comics, he's actually got two razor fists, but I could just see too many people are going to make how can he wipe his ass jokes. Yeah. So they gave him one razor fist. Remember, he chops the bus in half and shit like that. He was a cool fucking. He was a cool addition. I like the fact that they're dipping when they bring when they take like let's just say a B list by Marvel standards character. Why not bring some of C list and D list? Like, why not just hint at oh, them and bring them in? And I did that. Like you it, see DC doing it like polka dot man and stuff like that. And yeah, exactly. Stuff. Because yeah. they're so ridiculous. That they're actually extra entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, Taserface. Yeah, ta- yeah. You, you're called Taserface, <laughs> so you can pick anybody. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, absolutely. Calendar Man from the Batman universe and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's silly, but why not? Like, yeah, exactly. why not? You've got them yeah. there. It's and of course, it's all rooted in very campy sixties and even thirties, forties, fifties. Yeah. Um, why not just have fun with them and bring them into the modern age? And they did that with a few characters, which I thought was cool as well. Well, I don't understand though. I'd be really annoyed, right? If I'm like a super, uh, like super high up in this evil organization I lose a limb and they replace it with just a sword I'm like dude you always have the technology to give me a hand yeah with a retractable blade yeah that would do the exact same thing yeah. give me a far better quality of living can we not just do that yeah like you know what I mean I like literally like no with a razor hand I'm like uh, I can press a button like you can yeah. put a knife in, like, uh, uh, give me, give me some leather strapping, all right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's what always annoys me about that. It's like, I was like, yeah, you can modernize him by actually having razors come out of a compartment on his arm, or have his hand change. Into oh yeah, it, it was right? super high tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the Marvel is kind of hand. It's based on like you know the, the year twenty two twenty two. No, no, you know it's further than that. Twenty three, uh, twenty two, twenty three after. Or no, well, I'm what just saying that the technology. technology wise, yeah, no, yeah. I was like with the uh, nanotech yeah, and the yeah, aliens yeah, yeah. and all so that stupid. kind of stuff. I was like, no, yeah, it's yeah. twenty twenty three. So, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, why not? Like, mm. why isn't why, why we all got rid of these stupid fleshy fucking limbs? Yeah, uh, and and fucking leveled up. 
But I, I don't know. I, I, did you enjoy the movie? No, no, I, no, I loved it. Yeah, no, yeah. I love, and I love when Marvel introduced me to a character. It was like something we talked about before. It was Guardians of the Galaxy before we start recording, and I just love when you get introduced to. Uh, like I, I've read comics a lot, but there's a lot of characters I missed out on because they dated out by the time I was exposed to them. So like Guardians of the Galaxy, Shang Chi, these characters that I don't really know anything about. So and when I go in and see a Spider-Man origin movie, I know Spider-Man's origins. Everybody fucking does. But when you go see a Shang Chi, you go see Guardians of the Galaxy. That's totally fresh, and I can go in like a fanboy and not like a person that reads too much into these movies. When I didn't know, didn't know anything about it, I had no expectations. So when you go in, remember we always talk about the magic of lowered expectations, and I'm not saying it because of my lowered expectations, a good movie, but because I had no expectations, I enjoyed it immensely because I'm introduced to a brand new, fresh world, and it's very hard to get that in the MCU now when you're 24 movies in yeah. to get a brand new, fresh world because yeah. we're talking about trilogies, we're talking about like the ends of series, the ends of franchises, yeah. we're talking about the third or fourth installments and something like Thor or something Love and yeah. Thunder. So I'm introduced, I'm seeped well, well steeped in that world. When you give me a fresh world like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy a couple of years ago, and you got like Shang Chi now, and you got like uh, I'm really looking forward to the newer properties. Like you know when we uh, Miss Marvel, I don't really know much about her. When Captain Marvel came out, and people were like, "Oh, it's a trash movie, Brie Larson, you can't do this." Like chill out it's a brand new character it's an origin story i didn't know much about it. and i'm sure a lot of people that did enjoy the movie are like this is a brand new character 18 or 17 or 18 movies in or whatever it was i think actually no it was 20 or 21 movies in because in between the two avengers movies but like i just think like when you're so far into the mcu and you get a chance to enjoy fresh new characters that you don't know i think you should just be appreciative and keep your expectations if it brings your expectations down and that allows you to enjoy the movie even more I think like, it's a win-win, you know, yeah, that kind of way. And I think that's what Shang-Chi yeah. was, it was just a win-win because it, it probably it sang true to a lot of its uh, new, uh, older audience and it was so entertaining that it was a nice window into a brand new world for a new audience. And I think when you have an origin story, I think that's all you can really ask for. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? agreed. Like, Absolutely. Um, so we go to the break and we come back with yeah. What If. And um, uh, so we go to break, yeah? Let's go to break. All right, cool. The, this is Dark Side of the Moon and nearly said Invasion of Polly's Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I didn't get me. You I didn't get me. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is Dark Side of the Moon. We'll be back after break. Now we're from our sponsors. Uh, Star Wars episode Another letter one. to my lawyer. Um, <laughs> that's why Star Wars episode one sucks so bad. But yeah, we got, we got Jeff with us. He's a good movie. <laughs> He's our ringer, Ta-ta. man. <laughs> cancel out pod racing <laughs> welcome back on the break this is Dark Side of the Moon so Noel in the first half uh, we talked about Shang-Chi but we're doing something a little different today because we're catching up after our fucking insane October doing Shocktoberfest and um uh, we're going to talk about what if, and um, we did an episode a while back alluding to what if because we, we you love yeah. the comics and yeah. I, I like the comics well I didn't read as many as you because if I read ten comics, no reads a hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like uh, that's you're like the the comic version of me towards movies. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you you're well seen. You love the fucking what if franchise, and um, we even took a little bit of a nod to back in the day when we were like uh, postulating what Marvel might have in the future. Yeah, we did yeah. a what is episode, yeah. and um, uh, no, uh, this ran for nine episodes, and the whole point of what if was that. In each episode, it shows us a different timeline, a different alternate, uh, um, alternate dimension or alternate uh, parallel universe, yeah. and how one little event can have a massive uh, knock-on, which is something that Loki alluded to with Nexus events and stuff like this. So this is actually canon, even though it's animated. And so each episode, well, apart from the last uh, seven through nine, were all standalones. 
and they're all alternate universes and the first one like and i'm not going to do like one two three because like we don't really have the time but the first one started off with agent carter and what did you make of that where we saw what if peggy carter had gotten the serum instead of steve yes Rogers? i thought it was cool i thought it was cool i i, I loved the, when i was watching that the fact that it was never about becoming captain america to captain america yeah that it was about the ultimate and the greater good which is why he's always like always going to be the most puritanical character that they have yeah uh and that you know when it all goes to shit with him getting the serum that peggy character does and i thought i thought it was cool like i thought it was really um you know there was one of my favorite what ifs if they just say what if is a question um, and I love you know one my favorite part of that is like the general or whoever was really pissed off that a woman had got it like, yeah. oh, what can we do with her and she, she's like you're you're lucky you're in the room and she ends up like absolutely wiping out like entire militaries yeah. and then at one point she just he go he says something and she turns around general you're lucky you're in the room and yeah. like, ooh, yeah. do you know ooh, what, I, I, I'm just thinking that like if Agent Carter and uh, that, that version of Steve Rogers who doesn't get the serum if they ever had sex the only thing that springs to mind is Snoo Snoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the mind is willing, but the body is soft and spongy. That was uh, Zach Brennigan, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. What a great episode. Yeah. Was. Snoo Snoo. Because <laughs> she would break him in half. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. But she, it was, she was great. Cause she, but even the cell, she had the same drive, the mm. same kind of moral compass. Uh, the serum would have worked on it's her. We talked about it when they did um, Falcon. Yeah, that kind of cheapened a little bit. It cheapened the Captain America ethos when because the whole thing was that it was the perfect serum with the perfect scientist, but given way to the many, perfect subject. Way too many super soldiers now. Yeah, now that there's a bunch of super soldiers, uh, super yeah. soldiers. Isaiah Bradley, Alexi, all yeah, the flag smashers. Exactly. So like, now, you know I mean? now like, I just thought, well. Well then, you know, because we, we, again, even had Peggy the six Car at the end of fucking um, uh, uh, civil war as well. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, too many, too many. But uh, with Peggy Harter, like, yeah, she would have been, she would have, she would have carried the torch. Oh, yeah. Well, she would have been originally <clears throat> the one to lift the torch. Yeah, if you want to oh, get yeah. technical about it. Oh yeah, I oh, didn't squeak yeah. a minute ago. I didn't <laughs> say, oh yeah, <laughs> but she, I thought it was cool. I thought it started off really, really fucking strong. I always like when they go back in time. I like when they go back to. The further they go back, the bigger the Nexus event for yeah. me because the knock-on effect becomes even more more massive. Yeah, one thing I loved about it was that it showed the reason Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter are together. Because yeah. both of them have such a similar moral compass. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and a similar drive and a similar kind of what they want. It, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, that's and why, the selflessness of them. And that's why Sam Wilson fills the Captain yeah. America mantle so well. Yes. It's not about his ability, it's about his morality. Actually, and that you was the same I mean? when everybody became super soldiers, Sam Wilson actually turned down the serum. Exactly. Because he's actually stronger than it in a way that makes him yeah. more qualified, and not he, less. And I think he wants to show people that an everyday man, you don't need to be a super soldier to be Captain America. No. You just need to be intelligent and have a a jetpack attached to your back yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and was super well trained and yeah. talk with the Avengers and everything well, he's an everyday man whatever <laughs> everyone can be Captain America you know really it's you that's the hero yeah I thought I thought it started out really really strong I didn't actually watch it was out a few weeks I, I, don't, I don't think it had ended but I think at least four or five were out before I actually started watching yeah. them so once I watched that one I remember just going yeah Next. I got really confused by the run because initially I thought it was going to be six episodes and then I found out there was a seventh one. I'm like, oh, cool. And then I found out there was an eight one and then ninth one. I'm like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I've well, I wasn't. I didn't read into, into the background of this. I didn't realize. I thought it was very cool that 
they had these standalone standalones and then they just kind of neatly tied them together yeah. into one kind of uh, was it a two or three part uh, at the end it was yeah. a three uh, was it pretty much it was a trilogy in a sense but uh, Ultron it, only shows up at the end of the seventh I yeah think. if what if Thor was an only child yeah yeah and uh god yeah that 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 was the weakest one party pooper yeah, yeah. <laughs> party pooper <laughs> but one thing i liked about um before we jump off agent carter is that i liked the way steve rogers remained a hero and he ended up being the hydra buster and it shows that even though he got the super serum and that turned that no i mean like it wasn't the super serum that turned him into a, a, a superhero it was who he was as a person before he ever had the serum and that's what i loved about the captain america mythos and that's why i think as you said dips cheapen it with all these different super soldiers but it shows that even without that and he's proved that i suppose he jumped on the grenade in boot camp but even without the serum he was always going to be a hero steve rogers yes because of the morality and the, the man he yes. was not just like and that's what i loved about his story you know the what serum I mean? was capability yeah the, you the, know what i mean yeah. serum was raw capability yeah it just gave it showed the potential that was within him yeah it's like literally it's like if you can go to someone that has like muscular dystrophy but like they have this sharp mind and this fucking brilliant mind like a stephen hawking or something and you could just give him a serum and like that potentiality that's within him can be amplified in a physical sense yeah that's what Steve Rogers is. Yeah. You know exactly, what I mean? Like, yeah. and that, that's what I loved about it. And that's what, and that's what uh, Red Skull is. Yeah, exactly. Which was great. The, the version the of it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's why I don't like the, the new... Um, Again, it was exactly yeah. exactly the reason I didn't like yeah. it either. And because there's, there's nothing that makes that special or something. There should be something... Well, with, yeah, there should, yeah be, there should be something within them that makes it them able to survive the process of taking the serum. Yeah. There should be something like, that's why Peggy Carter, because Peggy Carter to me is the perfect um, parallel. She's the female version of Steve Rogers. Oh, she's exactly, like, exactly 100% what she like, is, yeah. yeah, that's what I loved about her. That's why there's definitely something within her because she saw that something within him. So she yeah. shares that and that's what made her potentiality and her making her Agent Carter. So I can buy that. But now you have a Russian dude and you have Isaiah Bradley and you have Alex, no, Alexi from Black Widow and you have Isaiah Bradley, you have all the flag smashers and you had the six people, uh, the six super soldiers that died that were never let out. Remember, uh, Zemo kills them all in their hyperbaric chambers, for lack of a better term. Do you know what those chambers are in? And he kills them all. That's like, how many fucking super soldiers is now? 30? And that's what I like me about yeah. Black Widow as well. Uh, what, you want to show me 40 Black Widows? No. I want to see the Black Widow. And if Scarlett Johansson's no longer her, I want to see Florence Pugh. That's all I care about. Because they're supposed to be so special, only they can carry the mantle. Like an Agent Carter, like a Peggy Carter or Steve Rogers. Now that you have all these fucking 30-odd or whatever, now just serum that I can... Like, if I take that serum, I'm a super soldier. You know what I mean? Johnny Walker took it, and he's a super soldier. Yeah, like you know what I mean, like a guy he, that yeah, he was very flawed. Yeah, and in the real roots, he should be more like a red skull in appearance because yeah. his flaws should have came out in a physical sense. Yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean. I know they perfected or whatever. It yeah, doesn't matter. It just yeah. cheapened it for me. Yeah. And Peggy Carter, kind of when I looked at, that, I was going, yeah, see that I can buy this. Yeah, I can definitely. Buy yeah, this. because her morality and the, the abilities that Steve and uh, Steve Rogers had with him, mm. she shared. Yeah, 100%. all the way, like you know what I mean. Yeah, and he was proud of her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he was, uh, and that, and that's she, the kind of person it, he is, though. Yeah, he would be, but, like, but they wrote it in a way where she didn't like, like say, no, it should be me. They wrote it so that it had to be her. Yeah, you know, I, it was a really, really good episode. Yeah. It was a really one of the strongest episodes. I think the weakest episode for me was probably Party Pooper. Yeah, the Party Pooper. Even though it was actually 
a lot of fun. Yeah, like, a lot of fun. Crazy amount yeah, of fun. Yeah, but it just felt like filler. Yeah, because yeah. you know, like like Thor versus. Uh, Captain Marvel yeah. is obviously like it's a it's a heavyweight fight. Again, we got to see the Hulk Buster versus the Hulk, but this was kind of like that. But at the go same to time, sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. yeah, go to sleep, go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as far as the quite because I remember again a comic I read was what if the Hulk was uh, Galactus's emissary or whatever the word I'm yeah. looking for is instead of uh, Silver Surfer, and that was cool. I was yeah. like, that's a question you should ask of a character of Thor's level yeah. instead of what if he's an only child. I thought it was a bit of like. Really? Yeah. That, like that's you. You guys are brilliant at this. Yeah, that's what you came up with. Especially what we had afterwards, like to get away from Agent Carter and in the middle of between what Thor was the only child, which kicked off the trilogy that wrapped up. Yeah. What if? But in the middle, we had some really really cool standalone episodes. We got to see um, uh, Chadwick Boseman again, even though in ad- uh, animation form, we got to hear his voice. Oh yeah, R- 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 P. was that um, was it. That was the final. And we uh, got to see him as uh, what if T'Challa was Star Lord. Yeah. And um, we uh, that was a really cool episode. I did like what they did with Thanos in that episode. They kind of dumbed him down a lot or something like yeah but um you know what i mean like, they met him, met him yeah they met him like yeah he's like oh thanos i was just like uh chill dude and he's like oh all right yeah maybe i shouldn't fulfill my destiny that i've just uh traversed the entire universe yeah, yeah. collecting all these stones of immense power my whole destiny that i set out for in my life which could be hundreds of years and maybe yeah, thousands because yeah. he's a titan and all of a sudden you're like chill out dude yeah well, cool star lord i want to fulfill my destiny <laughs> yeah. i won't go wipe out that was really stupid that was stupid, yeah, that yeah. was stupid but it was great to hear chadwick boseman again though like and, it was and uh it was, it was great sweet to be honest with you yeah but like at least now he, he like he lives on forever through his movies like he and, does yeah and, he does and not and, everyone gets gets something that cool that, that yeah that, 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 and we that get just, to hear him now he's he's in the grave like and we get to hear his voice still and that's the magic of film and yeah the magic it was, of animation it was, beautiful like. yeah, it was that was sweet that was yeah. very nice I liked it. and it was a cool question again, yeah it was, was an cool interesting one. one again my favorite episode was um the one where the avengers all start getting killed yeah i don't i, I don't want to say what it was because I, I feel like give it away the ending and no no do because if, you, if yeah, you're listening here the you yellow jacket where yeah. hank pym was uh yellow jacket yeah where he was pissed off about his daughter's death and he kills hall he kills hope it's not his daughter it's yeah, yeah he kills um iron man he will kills tony he, like what's he do with the Hulk he like goes and flies up his ass and explodes inside of him or something does he, he I don't know I can't remember how he gets inside of him but he blows up his heart yeah he throws one of those discs that, that instantly you know makes the atoms uh, move further apart yeah and uh, he blew up his heart but I can't remember how he actually got into him that's a good uh, yeah it was it, it was the Edward Norton Hulk where he's in the glass bridge yeah. between two buildings and they shoot in all the canisters and like that and they sh- I think they shoot him with some sort of art or something something similar to the way I can't remember now off the top of my head but he gets inside him and kills him and I thought it was cool because it was brutal yeah. you know you see uh, he kills Iron Man yeah, and then he kills Hawkeye yeah, and uh, he wipes out the Avengers initiative Yeah, and I thought god that's dark especially when you know what's coming yeah, you know, like you know that like Loki or whoever is coming. Yeah, because this is pre Avengers. This is pre Avengers, and you're thinking, well, now they're they're fucked. Yeah, they don't have a Hulk, and they don't have an Iron Man. Like you know, Hawkeye, big loss, but Iron Man. Yeah, you are fucked. Well, archery seemingly, as we discussed in the first half, can be learned in ninety minutes. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, not yeah, <laughs> anyone else to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I thought that was my favorite episode in terms of because re- what if can be always because it's a standalone, you get to go as dark as you like because it's not about the longevity of your Wolverine yeah. or the longevity of your whoever anybody in the Marvel list. But it was that was the closest to the, the what ifs that I've enjoyed. Yeah, so that was my favorite episode. Yeah, it was really, it was really. Who kills Yellow Jacket? He takes on um, Samuel himself. Mm. Takes him on Nick Fury. Nick Fury. And uh, and kicks his ass, which was a surprising turn of events. 
But uh, no, it was cool. That was my favorite episode. One of my favorite things in the MCU when you finally get to see Nick Fury in Winter Soldier, be Nick Fury. Remember the Jeep is all like fucking yeah. rigged and all that, and he's getting like, and it takes the Winter Soldier to throw that bomb underneath his fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it shows you Nick Fury is like the guy. Oh, the yeah, spy, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's what I love about him because like when you have a guy that's like so normal in a sense in terms yeah. of his physical capabilities, but his. Uh, what's the word look for tactical his clandestine um, uh, abilities and knowledge and know-how yeah. and how to operate in the by shadows by the time he's talking to you he's already made 10 moves yeah exactly you know yeah, what I mean by yeah. the time he's actually sitting down with you yeah. he's made 10 moves exactly so if he's face to face with you there's a 90 point probably like a 90% chance he already has defeated you yeah because otherwise he wouldn't have gone face to face oh you. yeah absolutely he's yeah, just no, that, you know. like that was that was like pl- step 6 of the plan yeah exactly or whatever yeah. you know yeah, yeah, you yeah, think yeah. he's like literally he's plans like a step 1 but it's already completed yeah yeah. And the only reason he's actually stepping out is because he wants you to know who's defeating you. Yeah. And that's what I love about Nick Fury, though. And that, that kind of does make sense because it shows that to beat someone like Hank Pym, it's not about muscle, it's about your mind. Yeah. And you're going to have to, and not only that, you have to operate in a different way because he's very grey in his I think Hank Pym is just upset because he's got a micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it all depends unless it goes giant man. Oh, well, yeah, no fair point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know no, what I mean? I'd be like, oh, my dick is two inches. One sec. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, hold on tight. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, another episode we uh, saw was uh, What If uh, There Were Zombies, Marvel Zombies. Oh, God. You know what? A lot of people are going to say that was their favorite episode. And I was crazy about Marvel Zombies. Yeah. I, lo- I think there was five incarnations of it. Five. Uh, I didn't love the fifth one I think but I thought that was brilliant but I, I loved it but I, I just there was something about the Hank Pym one I just I just it just spoke to me yeah. but yeah that was brilliant and again another no really, the Hank really Pym one was fucking brilliant Michael yeah. Douglas voicing the character and how, exactly the way he looked when he pulled off the yellow jacket yeah, and everything yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I thought it was excellent but the, 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 another one where you get to like this is a standalone we don't have to worry about the longevity we don't have to worry about we're trying to get a Thor trilogy and he's going to be in three Avengers movies off the ground you don't have to worry about any yeah. of that it's done don't worry Let's about box office kill these guys like absolutely crazy yeah. and the coolest part of that episode I think was when uh, Captain America shows up yeah, and uh, at the back of the train, and he takes out um, Bucky. Yeah, well, he fights Bucky, but he yeah. kills that woman. What's her name? Peggy Carter's granddaughter. Oh, uh, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. Yeah, and uh, he just goes. Uh, he's he said he just he knew it was him before he shows up. He goes, I can't remember what he said to him, but then he fights Captain America, and it was great. It was just Captain America completely zombified and gross and falling yeah. apart. Oh, I thought it was excellent. Was it um was it Wasp that goes really big and carries? Yeah, the she carries the because she gets bit and she's. <laughs> yeah, she's I was not like, long. I would have been like, how about you don't do that because I don't want giant zombies. Yeah, and what happens? Giant zombie. Grabs onto the ship as they're all trying to escape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like immediately I was like, um, when I was watching that with Lorraine, I was like, when she gets bit, she's like, oh, I'm going to go big and I'm going to carry her out. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, bitch, you better go real small before you die. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or at least it gets half away and then just like go small and we fight the rest of the way across. You know? <laughs> and it was like, they, 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 they had a hard on for uh, evil vision because they had a vision in that one which had gone like super because it showed with some of his power and his trajectory yeah, that's the you thing. know what I mean they, 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 they never took really proper use of just how powerful Vision yeah. is 
Except like for super the first, strength, super invulnerability, permeability. Only in his first appearance, really, wasn't it? Yeah. That we got to see that vision. Yeah. And after that, it's the marvelized him for lack yeah, of a better they, term. They did. Like, you know, yeah, they softened it. But he's like. Softened them up a bit. They did a bit, you know. Again, he's made of vibranium. So he, yeah. he's got the. Very, he's a carbon based synthesizer. Uh, yeah, he's. He, and, uh, Remember that from one division? Booyah. And for some reason, <laughs> he can shoot lasers from his from the mind stone, because that's yeah. what the mind stone will obviously be for. Um, <laughs> 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 What's the mind stone do, lasers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it's not exclusively yeah, lasers. Well, it's shiny, so yeah. obviously there's lasers, lasers in it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I, lasers, I, lasers equals shiny, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the fact that they've done it. I would have been happy. Oh, God, I wish they'd just make a, a Marvel zombie series. Mm. I really do. Because the, the Yellow Jacket thing worked as an episode. Yeah. And, and and the zombie one worked as an episode. I'm just saying the zombie one is so extensive. Yeah. You could have the fall of the world. You could touch upon everyone at least everyone you're licensed to touch upon in the, in the marvel cinematic universe yeah it could have been glorious and what did you think of vision feeding people to uh, scarlet witch yeah that, well, that was it that, but that's always a thing to do with Ro- that like what what if logic gets mixed with personal no. feelings yeah he's both that's yeah and one division's pretty much all about that isn't it? exactly like, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wanda as a as a zombie again was an excellent idea. Yeah, because yeah. that's just that power completely unbound. Yeah, Ex- and it just lended itself to excellent fight scenes. Yeah, you know the Hulk sacrifice, um, Wasp sacrifice, loads of kind of deaths thrown in quite randomly. Nobody felt safe. Yeah, I just thought it was really really fucking cool. I'm actually kind of like looking forward to this now, where we might actually get to see some of these characters getting killed off. And you have like a wasp takeover franchise. Like, like I love Paul Rudd's Ant Man, but I just showed you that like characters that are secondary in airports, whatever. Bench. They, they they can show. They, like, you know, when you have a what if, you have like a cool. I just like seeing cool teams. Like you know, like a wasp, and she was with Spider Man. Who else? Like the Hulk, and like you know what I mean. It's like a very like just an, an odd looking team. You want to see how they operate because like we got to see the Avengers and we got to see Iron Man, your Captain America, your Thor's, and your Ant Man's, and all these top level guys. But be kind of cool like later on instead of having like an Ant-Man 4 maybe Ant-Man dies in Quantumania and it becomes like the Wasp like you know what I mean like and like see what she can do or take away the Wasp from in Solo and just put her in the Avengers she can be one of the top people because she's a genius like you know what I mean like and you can show like how that character goes because she has the same power set as Ant-Man no people are going to curse me especially Will Johnson the guy you know he loves Ant-Man so like if you kill off Ant-Man like he would probably kill me like (laughs) but like you know but I just think that when you have specific characters that have similar characters already in the universe have the same power sets they are characters that are ripe for the picking in terms of killing off like you know what I mean and it shows you what like it's like you got like um what's her name the girl uh, the woman from lost pleasure uh um fuck hope and dean um what's her fucking name you want from lost oh shit perfect this is seamless yeah um but like when you have someone like a really strong character evangeline lily when you there have, it is yeah so when you have someone like evangeline lily like that can actually really take a lead role that and she has the same but the thing is she doesn't have the same comedic timing the power she needs someone to play off she's a bit drier but yeah, like, she is. Yeah, yeah. Well, Paul Rudd's such a natural. I just think though, if you want to kill off that franchise, you could kill him and then use her as a, a, an ensemble, uh, ensemble kind of character. You know what I mean? Like the way able to do with the Hulk, you could have her appear in other movies. She could even be like the new Iron Man in a lot of ways, because uh, like Michael Douglas isn't getting any younger. So and she shares his inventive mind because she's his daughter. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, if you look at the what if and look at the way those deaths hit you when you see those episodes, it shows you that if you want, you can be brave enough. You could kill off some of these heroes if you have other people that have similar power sets. Look, Captain America's gone, Steve Rogers, Tony Stark is gone. We still move on. We're going to have an Iron Heart. We already have a, a new Captain America, you know. So if you want and you want to show that this world really has big impact and big stakes, you could kill off an Ant Man, a Paul Rudd. 
and you could have a Hope Van Dien appear in the next Avengers as like the new Iron Man where she comes in with all her inventions yeah. and she could come in the new suits, new tech or whatever. Yeah. And, and that way then you don't have a, a six fucking Ant-Man movies because I don't think, like, I think like the, the real danger for Marvel is now you've got such a deep bench, maybe don't kill off everyone obviously, but you've got such a deep bench that you don't want to wait for phase 14 to start introducing the X-Men yeah. and Fantastic Four. Yeah, and then you're just you kind of like, like, wow. Ant-Man has survived hey, a lot of hairy no, encounters. No, yeah, yeah. Poor phase one! <laughs> we had a moment of iron! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we used to burn CDs! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we watched it on our television! <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, that's why I, I think that it was so many big characters left now with the rights thing, with Fox being purchased, 20th Century Fox. Uh, being purchased by Disney you got so many big characters yeah. that I think now or maybe in the next phase you could start killing off some of these characters again and start introducing an X-Men like uh, Fantastic Four and like uh, anybody else a Silver Surfer or Galactus you know what I mean like so I just think that the bench is so deep and there's so many big characters to come and there's so many characters right now that have similar power sets that we could really, they could really go about and it shows what, what, back to my point is that what if shows is that you can kill off these characters and still have other characters that can easily slot into that place and the narrative still is strong. Like you have a zombie, so you know Ant-Man, but you have a wasp and it just shows you that some characters are kind of secondary or tertiary, have similar power sets that you could kill off these big characters and tell big stories and their loss won't seem as big as you think it would be because yeah. there's other characters that are already there to yeah. replace them you know? and also nobody feels safe and that's the way I exactly think the way it should be like be. you know yeah. especially yeah. if you're fighting the Thanos or Galactus yeah. or whatever that these the reason they're the only people that can fight them is because the stakes are so high yes and if some of those people die the risks are also high yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so and which is which you had in um a end game yeah you had in game I was Infinity just going to say in, in terms of what if you had the Ultron mm. universe, you know, they had the Ultron The trilogy episode. to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, the trilogy to wrap it up where, like, basically, or two uh, and Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow were two of the last people left standing on the entire planet. Yeah. That's, like, when the stakes are really, really high. Yeah. And that's what What If can give you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Just that braveness to just, well, it's not even brave because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't have the knock-on effect. Yeah. It's still brave to tell a story and put it out in the world. Oh, no absolutely. Matter, no matter absolutely. what the knock-on effects yeah, are. And yeah. I thought that was excellent. And again, what if surprised me? Did it surprise you when it started to tie everything together? Because the, the Stephen Strange thing we didn't touch upon. It's, yeah. Uh, Stephen Strange. That was one of, my, that's one enough, of my favorite episodes. Trying to gain enough power to stop what was a Nexus event. Yeah. Which is the death of his of his girlfriend. Yeah. What was it like? What if Stephen Strange hadn't had the accident or something? Was it? No? Was well, it? he did. Uh, God, I don't know what the question is. Yeah, what was it? What but if? the question is if he didn't accept I suppose I have it up here actually. yeah but the whole thing was that he didn't accept yeah what happened and he you know drains more and more power and destroys more and more creatures and it goes on and on and on and on and on yeah. and on until he's basically uh, left as the only being standing in his entire universe it was um sorry yeah so it was the word what if not uh, Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands oh wow yeah see well, I guess that. Yeah. <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> For me, the question was probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, that's one of the episodes that we didn't touch on was um, uh, the one with Doctor Strange, like kind of off. Well, he went to the dark side, pretty much. Like you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. That was really cool. So yeah, well, he pretty much ends existence. 
yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing like <laughs> yeah completely. but and you thought again I, I and he was i thought it was cool he was the first one to address the watcher yeah directly yeah because can't you do anything i thought that was cool yeah because it shows how powerful he is just shows how, how now yeah how ascended he actually was yeah he's existing out of space and time he's, yeah, yeah um, or space time and then of course the having ultron getting the infinity stones yeah it's fucking excellent yeah you know because then you had uh oh another one we didn't touch upon was um I have them actually all up here in front of me. Like the only ones that we with the Killmonger one. Killmonger was I was trying uh, to name it. That one was stupid. Yeah. Killmonger rescued Tony Stark. Yeah. Well, why is he even in the desert? Yeah. Put out there immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. So many aren't just seamlessly put together. No. You know what I mean? Like, cause I like, get that they wanted to, and why not? Like, you got Michael B. Jordan; he's an excellent actor. He's yeah. back. Why not have him in it? But uh, I thought, yeah, everybody wants more. Killmonger. I thought they jumped through hoops to get that. Yeah. Well, like, you know, he killed off. It could have been linked better. Well, I thought if you're going to use a what if for Killmonger, what if Killmonger became the king of Wakanda? Yeah. That makes more sense to me. What yeah. if he defeated T'Challa? Yeah. Instead of T'Challa. Well, you, could have, you could have, you could have over, over, um, you, you could have tied two universes together where T'Challa was off planet being Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Yeah. And, and he was became... like, yeah. And so if, when he invades Wakanda, there yeah, was one so less force to take him on. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, the chosen son, you know, and, and you could have had him kill Shuri or something. Yeah, exactly. Shuri was going to be queen or something. Oh yeah. She was going to be queen. She's yeah. going to be badass. But mm. like, yeah, you could have, but again, um, but yeah, no, that was one of the, the, the weaker ones as well. But like you said, if there's going to be nine, there's going to be a weakest one and a strongest yeah. one and everything in between. Uh, but um, yeah, I just think your idea about Star Lord—that's seamless. Yeah, it's seamless. It would have yeah, worked exactly because yeah, I'm like the uh, so it, it works perfectly because now T'Challa's gone, so he either fights Mbaku or he fights uh, Shuri. Yeah, so that's seamless that he comes in. He but either way, the, there's only like yeah. there's less obstacles because T'Challa is such a badass. Yeah. So even though there's other badasses, they're still less badasses. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it wasn't there because like if you look at Destiny and air quotes or whatever. Was T'Challa's destiny to rise to the throne? Yeah. So to have that within him, that's what kind of drove him forward yeah. and made him such an immense force to try overcome for Killmonger. So you take him out of the. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> yeah, so that's way more seamless than have like what if Killmonger says Tony Stark? Those two characters don't have anything in common to me really, apart from both of them might deal in um, adamantium, uh, vibranium. Sorry. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, that's the only kind of interjection I see the two characters. Yeah, so that's probably one of the weaker in terms of seamless yeah. um, narrative, like because it was uh, like if you want to join them all together, you had the child become Star Lord, yeah. as you said. He's already left Earth. You know, poor being an only child. I thought that that was weak. Yeah, party poopa. Party poopa. It's not. It's not a strong question compared uh, to what the, some of the other ones. Exactly, and Thor's uh, that pretty much end up just being an opening salvo for Ultron's episode, really. So like, because like, that, that's how they wrapped it up. They had the two and a bit, let's say, because Ultron appears at the end of Party Poopa and he appears at the end of that episode. And then it kind of goes backwards and shows us why this Ultron's after appearing. Yeah. And now we're after seeing what we see is that it's actually because it looks like vision in armor. And we were like, uh, so you find out then is if you watch the age of Ultron, that Ultron initially created vision uh, because that was supposed to be his uh, uh, next level body pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. And what happened was uh, the doctor who was, uh, I can't remember her name, she was a Korean woman, I think. Her, as she was doing the procedure, she was being under the uh, Ultron's control. They come in, they re I think Thor or something comes in and the Avengers come in, they rescue her. They, they, and then Thor gives the Mind Stone to Vision. Yeah. Or, no, or the Vision already had the Mind Stone or he allows him to keep it or something, isn't it? And, um, and then Vision is born and then uh, pretty much like he comes and defeats Ultron. That's the age of Ultron. But the big question is, what if Ultron won 
and what if he'd actually gotten into the body of vision and was able to wield the power of the mind stone and it shows us that the ramifications he would have defeated the avengers he would have conquered the world and then but what i didn't understand is Thanos shows up and he's got five um infinity stones and he's got one he just cuts them in half yeah that's the thing where like this is you know this is like the whole uh <laughs> now to monologue yeah, like, yeah. no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i guess you know because he doesn't even get a line he doesn't yeah. get a line out he just literally gets caught head to fucking yeah. hole in fucking... i just think though if you have something if you're in possession of something so powerful that it should be so intrinsically linked to your existence and well-being yeah exactly yeah, yeah because yeah. without you like the power, power stone for yeah. example protecting you exactly yeah, that's yeah. what i'm saying like so like, it's like without you shouldn't have to think it should just be a force yeah, around absolutely you. So that, that bugged me that part though but like because you could tell that story with him just like do what they did in the start of endgame cut off his arm and now he's uh, mortal again now yeah. he's just a mortal like whether it be a superpowered mortal but now he can cut off his head and kill him like yeah. was what thor does like you know what i mean so like you could have it literally that him and ultron battle and ultron cuts his arm off by using the mind stone or something and then like he's now able to kill him you know what i mean like and that's i just didn't like the way he's like oh i'm gonna cut you in half now so like thor tried that he put the fucking stormbreaker in his chest and like should have aimed for my head yeah but like because of the infinity stones he was able to like wasn't he able to incidentally yeah, heal himself it, like you know because it yeah. wasn't like even if you can survive something for a second you can change reality exactly that never happened you need to just survive that second yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I just thought that was the only kind of flaw in what was yeah. actually a brilliant uh, duology. Especially when it tied everything together, though. It, yeah. it, it, it culminated really fucking well, I thought. Yeah. Did, did you? Yeah, no, I, uh, with the Ultron story. Yeah, yeah with yeah, the Ultron yeah. story. And he brought, you know, all of the Avengers. brought a kind of a mismatch of Avengers together. Although, again, yeah. bringing Killmonger along. Like, <laughs> she... Really? <laughs> she thinks like uh, shit. We got Michael with the superpower of treachery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. No. Like. Uh, <gasps> oh my god! He's, no, it wasn't, he's betraying us. Wasn't it? The reason he picked them though was because they wouldn't be missed out of the timelines or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. pretty much a ripoff of Legends of Tomorrow, because the only reason they were picked as the Legends because they're inconsequential to the timelines that they were removed from. All right. Uh, um, and that's probably that's kind of what they did. Wasn't it with those Avengers? I think wasn't the Watcher. Well, yeah, I thought it was a cool tie-off where you had like someone that was so super-powered that he was able to go through different dimensions and different parallel universes and was able to actually seek out the Watcher in the same way. Like, So he was kind of like the technologically advanced to this level and then kind of like Doctor Strange was the mystic version of that, like that kind of achievement or advancement. And I love the way, like once again, it's kind of like we talked about in the first half, you had the two kind of going against each other, technology and mysticism. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and that's what I thought was really, really cool. You have like the watchers saying like, no, fuck it, I'm actually going to get involved and stuff like that. Like, you know, that, that was really, really cool. It was, uh, yeah. Well, everything kept, like everything was going to be undone. Yeah. You can't, you can't sit in the sidelines for that. Because you're what you're going to be watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It tells people stop getting shows cancelled as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Because how are you going to watch it? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, another one thing I really thought was cool was uh, Ross Marquan um, did the voice of Ultron. James Spader didn't come back. Um, but he also does the voice of Red Skull now as well. And he played Red Skull in um, Infinity War and Endgames. Or, um, or oh, no, sorry, he's not in Endgame, but in Infinity War he played him. Actually, no, he's in Endgame, isn't he? I'm not sure. Actually, yeah, actually, no. he is. Yeah, because they go to Volume. Hugo Weaving didn't come back or whatever. Yeah, yeah Hugo Weaving hated the role. He hated the prosthetics and stuff. Really? Yeah. So Ross Marquand, who's actually plays Aaron in The Walking Dead, who's seemingly a known impressionist, and he actually, I know James Spader's one wasn't as close, but he plays Red Skull now, and he did the voice of Ultron um, in this as well. Though. So I thought that was really fucking cool, though. Like uh, when you have someone like that 
like take advantage of him. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. um, you have the talent, then fucking use it. Yeah, no, um, yeah. So I, I like the way they, they tied it all up um, with the kind of two. See, it was tidy. It yeah. was tidy. Yeah, I'm saying that. Like yeah. in the end, it was. It was yeah. wrapped up really, really well. Yeah, even though I thought I really did enjoy the standalone and nature of the first ones, I wasn't expecting it to be tied together like that. Like, so it's kind of like. But it shows you that even though no matter what these different dimensions or whatever, that all ends up in this kind of one timeline always. And that kind of harkens back to the Loki, remember the sacred timeline? Yeah. So it's kind of like no matter what these characters or these people, no matter what dimension or what universe to come from, they're nearly always destined to interject somehow. Yeah. And that's what I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And that that's what I love because their destinies are so amazing. And no matter what they do, they always end up together in some sort of form. We yeah. always have some form of the Avengers. And it's bigger than all of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's what I fucking loved about it. And, uh, yeah. and so, like, I think they tied it up really well. They told really interesting stories. There was a couple that were filler, like, you know, Party Pooper and Killmonger's one. But, like, if you've got nine episodes and they're that strong throughout and they're all so different in tone, so what it's we're a success. from each other, that's it's a success. success. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And um, I hope there's a season two. Um, because as it's it's a free for all, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And there's a lot of stories I know from reading about it that were turned down because they were either too dark or whatever. What well, Marvel look at now, and they're like, oh, zombies and stuff. I see a lot of people dying. But they might actually introduce a couple of more darker stories in season two. So that could be something to look oh, forward awesome. to, like you know what yeah. I mean. So um, I think the next big release of Marvel slate is the Eternals comes out on Friday. So we'll probably have to cover that in a few weeks. But um, so before we get the fuck out of here, um. We have uh, a couple of cool episodes coming up. We're hoping to get some cool guests on. I won't say anything yet in case the fall through and make a whole show. Yep, and then we don't make a tale <laughs> yeah, of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, always exactly. a good idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, so keep an eye out. we got some cool stuff hopefully coming up. In Watch the next this week. space. Watch this space. So um, uh, that was Invasion of... No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Dark Side of the Moon. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Nolton too. We got Carmack in the back, and we'll see you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. What if peace? <laughs> what if this wasn't the end? <laughs> <laughs>